Part 5 of Chapter 10 of Pilot's Handbook This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Arthur Flavel Pilot's Handbook of Aeronautical Knowledge by the FAA Part 5 of Chapter 10 Aircraft Performance Transport Category Airplane Performance Transport category aircraft are certificated under Title 14 of the CFR, 14 CFR, Parts 25 and 29. The airworthiness certification standards of Part 25 and 29 require proven levels of performance and guarantee safety margins for these aircraft, regardless of the specific operating regulations under which they are employed. Major Differences in Transport Category versus Non-Transport Category Performance Requirements Full Temperature Accountability All of the performance charts for the Transport Category aircraft require that takeoff and climb performance be computed with the full effects of temperature considered. Climb Performance Expressed as Percent Gradient of Climb The Transport Category aircraft's climb performance is expressed as a percent gradient of climb rather than a figure calculated in FPM of climb. This percent gradient of climb is a much more practical expression of performance since it is the aircraft's angle of climb that is critical in an obstacle clearance situation. Change in liftoff technique. Liftoff technique in transport category aircraft allows the reaching of V2, takeoff safety speed, after the aircraft is airborne. This is possible because of the excellent acceleration and reliability characteristics of the engines on these aircraft and due to the larger surplus of power. Performance requirements applicable to all segments of aviation. All aircraft certified by the FAA in the transport category, whatever the size, must be operated in accordance with the same performance criteria. This applies to both commercial and non-commercial operations. Performance Requirements The performance requirements that the transport category aircraft must meet are takeoff, takeoff speeds, takeoff runway required, takeoff climb required, obstacle clearance requirements. Landing Landing speeds, landing runway required, landing climb required. Takeoff planning Listed below are the speeds that affect the transport category aircraft's takeoff performance. The flight crew must be thoroughly familiar with each of these speeds and how they are used in takeoff planning. VS Stalling speed or the minimum steady flight speed at which the aircraft is controllable. VMCG Minimum control speed on the ground with one engine inoperative, critical engine on two engine airplanes, Takeoff power on other engine or engines using aerodynamic controls only for directional control must be less than V1. VMCA minimum control speed in the air with one engine and operative, critical engine on two engine aircraft, operating engine or engines at takeoff power, maximum of five degrees bank into the good engine or engines. V1 Critical engine failure speed or decision speed. Engine failure below this speed shall result in an aborted takeoff. Above this speed, the takeoff run should be continued. VR. 
speed at which the rotation of the aircraft is initiated to take off attitude. The speed cannot be less than V1 or less than 1.05 times VMC. With an engine failure, it must allow for the acceleration to V2 at the 35-foot height at the end of the runway. VLOF, liftoff speed, the speed at which the aircraft first becomes airborne. V2, the takeoff safety speed which must be attained at the 35-foot height at the end of the required runway distance. This is essentially the best one-engine operative angle of climb speed for the aircraft and should be held until clearing obstacles after takeoff or until at least 400 feet above the ground. VFS, final segment climb speed, which is based upon one engine inoperative climb, clean configuration, and maximum continuous power setting. All of the V speeds should be considered during every takeoff. The V1, VR, V2, and VFS speeds should be visibly posted in the flight deck for reference during the takeoff. Takeoff speeds vary with aircraft weight. Before takeoff speeds can be computed, the pilot must first determine the maximum allowable takeoff weight. The three items that can limit takeoff weight are runway requirements, takeoff climb requirements, and obstacle clearance requirements. Runway requirements. The runway requirements for takeoff are affected by pressure altitude, temperature, headwind component, runway gradient or slope, aircraft weight. The runway required for takeoff must be based upon the possible loss of an engine at the most critical point, which is at V1, decision speed. By regulation, the aircraft's takeoff weight has to accommodate the longest of three distances. 1. Accelerate go distance. The distance required to accelerate to V1 with all engines at takeoff power, experience an engine failure at V1, and continue the takeoff on the remaining engine or engines. The runway required includes the distance required to climb to 35 feet, by which time V2 speed must be attained. 2. Accelerate stop distance. The distance required to accelerate to V1 with all engines at takeoff power, experience an engine failure at V1, and abort the takeoff and bring the aircraft to a stop using braking action only. Use of thrust reversing is not considered. 3. Takeoff distance. The distance required to complete an all engines operative takeoff to the 35 foot height. It must be at least 15% less than the distance required for a one-engine inoperative engine takeoff. This distance is not normally a limiting factor as it is usually less than the one-engine inoperative takeoff distance. These three required takeoff runway considerations are shown in Figure 10-34. Balanced Field Length In most cases, the pilot will be working with a performance chart for takeoff runway required, which will give balanced field length information. This means that the distance shown for the takeoff will include both the accelerate-go and accelerate-stop distances. One effective means of presenting the normal takeoff data is shown in the tabulated chart in Figure 10-35. The chart in Figure 10-35 shows the runway distance required under normal conditions and is useful as a quick reference chart for the standard takeoff. The V-speeds for the various weights and conditions are also shown. 
For other than normal takeoff conditions, such as with engine anti-ice, anti-skid brakes inoperative, or extremes in temperature or runway slope, the pilot should consult the appropriate takeoff performance charts in the performance section of the AFM. There are other occasions of very high weight and temperature where the runway requirement may be dictated by the maximum brake kinetic energy limits that affect the aircraft's ability to stop. Under these conditions, the accelerate stop distance may be greater than the accelerate go. The procedure to bring performance back to a balanced field takeoff condition is to limit the V1 speed so that it does not exceed the maximum brake kinetic energy speed, sometimes called VBE. This procedure also results in a reduction in allowable takeoff weight. Climb Requirements After the aircraft has reached the 35-foot height with one engine inoperative, there is a requirement that it be able to climb at a specified climb gradient. This is known as the takeoff flight path requirement. The aircraft's performance must be considered based upon a one-engine inoperative climb up to 1,500 feet above the ground. The takeoff flight path profile with required gradients of climb for the various segments and configurations is shown in Figure 10-36. Note, climb gradient can best be described as being a specific gain of vertical height for a given distance covered horizontally. For instance, a 2.4% gradient means that 24 feet of altitude would be gained for each 1,000 feet of distance covered horizontally across the ground. The following brief explanation of the one-engine inoperative climb profile may be helpful in understanding the chart in Figure 10-36. First segment. This segment is included in the takeoff runway required charts and is measured from the point at which the aircraft becomes airborne until it reaches the 35-foot height at the end of the runway distance required. Speed initially is VLO and must be V2 at the 35-foot height. Second segment. This is the most critical segment of the profile. The second segment is the climb from the 35-foot height to 400 feet above the ground. The climb is done at full takeoff power on the operating engine or engines at V2 speed and with the flaps in the takeoff configuration. The required climb gradient in this segment is 2.4% for two-engine aircraft, 2.7% for three-engine aircraft, and 3.0% for four-engine aircraft. Third, or acceleration segment. During this segment, the airplane is considered to be maintaining the 400 feet above the ground and accelerating from the V2 speed to the VFS speed before the climb profile is continued. The flaps are raised at the beginning of the acceleration segment and power is maintained at the takeoff setting as long as possible, five minutes maximum. Fourth or final segment. This segment is from 400 to 1,500 foot AGL altitude with power set at maximum continuous. The required climb in this segment is a gradient of 1.2% for two-engine airplanes, 1.55% for three-engine airplanes, and 1.7% for four-engine airplanes. Second Segment Climb Limitations The second segment climb requirements from 35 to 400 feet are the most restrictive, or hardest to meet, of the climb segments. The pilot must determine that the second segment climb is met for each takeoff. 
In order to achieve this performance at the higher density altitude conditions, it may be necessary to limit the takeoff weight of the aircraft. It must be realized that, regardless of the actual available length of the takeoff runway, takeoff weight must be adjusted so that the second segment climb requirements can be met. The aircraft may well be capable of lifting off with one engine inoperative, but it must then be able to climb and clear obstacles. Although second segment climb may not present much of a problem at the lower altitudes, at the higher altitude airports and higher temperatures, the second segment climb chart should be consulted to determine the effects on maximum takeoff weights before figuring takeoff runway distance required. Air Carrier Obstacle Clearance Requirements Regulations require that large transport category turbine-powered aircraft certificated after September 30, 1958 be taken off at a weight that allows a net takeoff flight path, one engine and operative, that clears all obstacles either by height of at least 35 feet vertically or by at least 200 feet horizontally within the airport boundaries and by at least 300 feet horizontally after passing the boundaries. The takeoff flight path is considered to begin 35 feet above the takeoff surface at the end of the takeoff distance and extends to a point in the takeoff at which the aircraft is 1,500 feet above the takeoff surface or at which the transition from the takeoff to the en route configuration is completed. The net takeoff flight path is the actual takeoff flight path reduced at each point by 0.8% for two-engine aircraft, 0.9% for three-engine aircraft, and 1.0% for four-engine aircraft. Air carrier pilots, therefore, are responsible not only for determining that there is enough runway available for an engine inoperative takeoff, balance field length, and the ability to meet required climb gradients, but they must also assure that the aircraft will safely be able to clear any obstacles that may be in the takeoff flight path. The net takeoff flight path and obstacle clearance required are shown in Figure 10-37. The usual method of computing net takeoff flight path performance is to add up the total ground distances required for each of the climb segments and or use obstacle clearance performance charts in the AFM. Although this obstacle clearance requirement is seldom a limitation at the normally used airports, it is quite often an important consideration under critical conditions such as high takeoff weight and or high density altitude. Consider that at a 2.4% climb gradient, 2.4 feet up for every 100 feet forward, a 1,500-foot altitude gain would take a horizontal distance of 10.4 nautical miles to achieve. Summary of Takeoff Requirements In order to establish the allowable takeoff weight for a transport category aircraft at any airfield, the following must be considered. Airfield pressure altitude, temperature, headwind component, runway length, runway gradient or slope, obstacles in the flight path. Once the above details are known and applied to the appropriate performance charts, it is possible to determine the maximum allowable takeoff weight. This weight would be the lower of the maximum weights as allowed by balance field length required, engine inoperative climb ability, second segment limited, obstacle clearance requirement. In practice, Restrictions to takeoff weight at low-altitude airports are usually due to runway length limitations, 
Engine and operative climb limitations are most common at the higher altitude airports. All limitations to weight must be observed, since the combined weight of fuel and payload in the aircraft may amount to nearly half the maximum takeoff weight, it is usually possible to reduce fuel weight to meet takeoff limitations. If this is done, however, flight planning must be recalculated in light of reduced fuel and range. Landing performance. As in the takeoff planning, certain speeds must be considered during landing. These speeds are shown below. VSO. Stalling speed, or the minimum steady-state flight speed in the landing configuration. VREF. 1.3 times the stalling speed in the landing configuration. This is the required speed at the 50-foot height above the threshold end of the runway. Approach climb. The speed which gives the best climb performance in the approach configuration with one engine inoperative and with maximum takeoff power on the operating engine or engines. The required gradient of climb in this configuration is 2.1% for two-engine aircraft, 2.4% for three-engine aircraft, and 2.7% for four-engine aircraft. Landing climb. The speed giving the best performance in the full landing configuration with maximum takeoff power on all engines. The gradient of climb required in this configuration is 3.2%. Planning the landing. As in the takeoff, the landing speed shown above should be pre-computed and visible to both pilots prior to the landing. The VREF speed or threshold speed is used as a reference speed throughout the traffic pattern or instrument approach as in the following example. VREF plus 30 knots, downwind or procedure turn. VREF plus 20 knots, base leg or final course inbound to final fix. VREF plus 10 knots, final or final course inbound from fix, ILS final. VREF, speed at the 50-foot height above the threshold. Landing requirements. The maximum landing weight of an aircraft can be restricted by either the approach climb requirements or by the landing runway available. Approach climb requirements. The approach climb is usually more limiting or more difficult to meet than the landing climb, primarily because it is based upon the ability to execute a missed approach with one engine inoperative. The required climb gradient can be affected by pressure altitude and temperature, and as in the second segment climb in the takeoff, aircraft weight must be limited as needed in order to comply with this climb requirement. Landing runway required. The runway distance needed for landing can be affected by the following pressure altitude, temperature, headwind component, runway gradient or slope, aircraft weight. In computing the landing distance required, some manufacturers do not include all of the above items in their charts, since the regulations state that only pressure altitude, wind, and aircraft weight must be considered. Charts are provided for anti-skid on and anti-skid off conditions but the use of reverse thrust is not used in computing required landing distances. The landing distance, as required by the regulations, is that distance needed to land and come to a complete stop from a point 50 feet above the threshold end of the runway. It includes the air distance required to travel from the 50-foot height to touchdown, 
which can consume 1,000 feet of runway distance, plus the stopping distance with no margin left over. This is all that is required for 14 CFR Part 91 operators, non-air carrier, and all that is shown on some landing distance required charts. For air carriers and other commercial operators subject to 14 CFR Part 121, a different set of rules applies stating that the required landing distance from the 50-foot height cannot exceed 60% of the actual runway length available. In all cases, the minimum airspeed allowed at the 50-foot height must be no less than 1.3 times the aircraft's stalling speed in the landing configuration. This speed is commonly called the aircraft's V-REF speed and varies with landing weight. Figure 10-38 is a diagram of these landing runway requirements. Summary of Landing Requirements In order to establish the allowable landing weight for a transport category aircraft, the following details must be considered. Airfield pressure altitude, temperature, headwind component, runway length, runway gradient or slope, runway surface condition. With these details, it is possible to establish the maximum allowable landing weight, which will be the lower of the weights as dictated by landing runway requirements, approach climb requirements. In practice, the approach climb limitations ability to climb and approach configuration with one engine and operative, are seldom encountered because the landing weights upon arrival at the destination airport are usually low. However, as in the second segment climb requirement for takeoff, this approach climb gradient must be met and landing weights must be restricted if necessary. The most likely conditions that would make the approach climb critical would be the landings at high weights and high pressure altitudes and temperatures which might be encountered if a landing were required shortly after takeoff. Landing field requirements can more frequently limit an aircraft's allowable landing weight than the approach climb limitations. Again, however, unless the runway is particularly short, this is seldom problematical as the average landing weight at the destination rarely approaches the maximum design landing weight due to fuel burnoff. Chapter Summary Performance characteristics and capabilities vary greatly among aircraft. Moreover, aircraft weight, atmospheric conditions, and external environmental factors can significantly affect aircraft performance. It is essential that a pilot become intimately familiar with the performance characteristics and capabilities of the aircraft being flown. The primary source of this information is the AFM slant POH. End of part 5 of chapter 10